Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! What is up? What has happened? We're on to it. What should be an exciting week seven main slate with tons of awesome totals and just not really. Uh, no. There's the only plus 50 plus uh, game there is, is not even on the main slate. It is the Sunday night game. I long for the days of when DraftKings used to put the Sunday night game on the main slate because uh, this would be a good week to have that. Neither here nor there, because we're all still going to play, because we're DGEN. So uh, we got to find the plays uh, to win. So that's what we're going to do. As we do, let's just get right into it. And the game of the week is probably this Chiefs and Chargers game, which I will say has historically with Mahomes and Herbert has went off almost every single time. Herbert is averaging almost 300 passing yards and two and a half touchdowns per game against the Chiefs in, you know, in their career playing together. This game always seems to go over. We'll see if that happens again because it's a little bit different because the Chiefs defense is probably the best defense the Chiefs have ever had under Patrick Mahomes. They've done a very good job so far this year, but uh, this game is still going to be popular, and it's, but it's going to be hard because you know Mahomes and Kelsey are super expensive, and if you want to run it back with like Keenan Allen, that's also expensive, so you're going to have to find some other places. Keenan Allen's also $8,600 on this slate, but Maddie. Where are you looking to go at quarterback this week? Are you going to go with this game, the you know the Chiefs game, and lean into it? Or are you going to try to find something? Different? Yeah, so you have to like that game, right? Because it's the highest total on the board. Um, I think it would be really dumb to not play pieces from it. Um, I don't know that I'm going to play a full 8K or 8,300 Patrick Mahomes, but you have to have interest in that game. I actually have interest in some cheaper QBs this week, and I feel like I've I've been on Matt Stafford every single week this year so far. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, keep going back to the well and the Rams pretty much don't have any running backs on their roster right now. Uh, Kyron Williams is supposed to miss a couple of weeks. Uh, their backup, uh, Ronnie rivers. He's, he's going to be out. They're going to possibly rely on a six round rookie and Zach Evans to kind of take over that, that backfield. But I mean, the way they're talking, it seems like they don't have the trust in him to do that. Uh, cause they've called up you know, uh, Royce Freeman from the practice squad. They signed Miles Gaskin from, uh, you know, another team's practice squad. Uh, they signed Daryl Henderson to join their practice squad. Uh, so there, there's just a lot of moving bodies there for the Rams and at the running back position. So what that tells me is they don't really have confidence in the, you know, the rookie at the moment to, to just kind of come in and take over. And so what I think it's going to translate to is just more Stafford pass attempts. Uh, and we've seen, you know, QB subpar QBs have shredded this Pittsburgh pass defense. So uh, I, l- I really like Stafford at home. 6,500 is definitely a good p- price for him. And, and his stack is really straightforward who you pair him with, even though it costs a little bit. Um, and then the other cheap 
cheaper QB that I really like this week is 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 Jordan Love. Uh, I that Denver defense is is really bad, and you know we saw uh, the Chiefs march down the field every single possession against the, against Denver last week, and then just kicked a bunch of field goals. So I really like the Packers here. They should be getting Aaron Jones back, which just boosts the offense as a whole instead of having you know like AJ Dillon and Patrick Taylor, uh, who are a little bit less explosive in that backfield, which can help in the pass game too. Cause Aaron Jones is a really good pass catcher. And, you know, we saw him uh, have 80 over 80 receiving yards in week one against the bears. So I really like Jordan love this week. His stack is, is pretty easy too. You can pair him with Christian Watson, who's way too cheap. Uh, and, and Musgrave is a cheap tight end as well. So um, I really like the Packers this week and the Rams, if you're not playing Kansas city and the chargers and then uh, a sneaky game that I think could shoot out is Washington and the Giants. Uh, the Giants, we know, haven't really been playing good pass defense, but they have been okay at stopping the run. Um, and Washington's pass defense has just been non-existent. You know, we've we've seen pretty much every team shred them through the air. So uh, if Daniel Jones plays in this game, even if he doesn't, Tyrod looks serviceable. Uh, there's some cheap pieces on both sides. Like Terry McLaurin is, I think, the most expensive pass catcher for Washington at 5,400. Um, and then on the other side of the game, Wandell Robinson's 3,800 and what is in almost every down slot role. So uh, that, that game's got cheap pieces and it's actually sneaky. One of the higher total games of the week, I think it's at like 44. Um, so, you know, it's usually not a high, very high total for a game stack, but uh, on this week with really only the chiefs and charges up there around 49, these other games coming in at 44, 45 with the Packers, Broncos, uh, actually Giants and uh, Washington. I think they're, they're opened a little bit lower. I think they're in the thirties. Um, I was thinking of, of Green Bay and, and Denver, but still, I think that game can, can still um, have pieces that can go off. So I think that's a sneaky game to attack, even though it's got a lower total, but I do like uh, Green Bay and, and the Rams as well. Yeah, I think the one that I am looking at right now is the uh, of of the players you didn't really mention, but Geno Smith, I think 6K is definitely in play against Arizona. Arizona has struggled to stop opposing quarterbacks. They're allowing the fifth most DK points to the position. The only worry would be is, you know, game scripts and do they need to throw the ball as much? But what thing that I will say that what we've seen from the Cardinals, they've been able to keep most games close. Like, they haven't been getting blown out. They haven't been getting game scripted out. And so as long as that can happen, I think Geno Smith at 6K is a spot you could go to as well. You know, his the one game that he had this year, really, where I think that he was really – was the game where against Detroit, where it was 37-31, he put up 328-2. But Geno Smith certainly hasn't been the quarterback that he was last year. He hasn't necessarily been terrible, but – he has, I mean, only five passing touchdowns so far through six, uh, through five games, excuse me, is not good, obviously. But I think this is a spot where it could get there. It's at home for Seattle as well. But so that would be the other guy that I think that you could probably have a conversation about. I definitely am in agreement. I think Sam Howe is in play here in that game against the Giants. We've seen some ceiling games here from Sam Howe, and he's only 5,500. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, he put up 29. And then before that, you know, he's, he does have a 21 against Denver where that was kind of a shootout as well. But I, I think I agree. I think I'm going to mainly stick with, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert here. Uh, 
and, and really try to zero in on that because I think that is going to be the most optimal way. And like I said, this game tends to always uh, shoot out. Like I don't, I, I'm not. I think this game could be something like a 31-28, 35-31 type game. And so I definitely want as much exposure to it. And I do think like so. For example, if you want to go with this game, I think whether you want to stack Chiefs, I think you definitely could go look at Rishi Rice as a way to kind of, and he's 4,700 to kind of lower it a little bit. Um, if you wanted to go with like a Gerald Everett on the other side uh, as well, you could do that. He's only 3,800. But I think there's ways to kind of make the, the stack a little bit cheaper. I don't have interest in Joshua Palmer, but we'll talk about that when we get to wide receivers. Um, but so I do think that is going to be the spot to go to. Uh, this week as a play. The, the other game, I don't know. I don't, and maybe I shouldn't, but this Detroit Baltimore game, I know the total isn't really there this week, but that game just kind of intrigues me a little bit. It opened at a 48 and it dropped all the way down to 43. But Lamar Jackson, I think, is somebody I think you can look at. He is $7,600. But do you have any interest in somebody like him? I mean, you have to. So that, that game is interesting because there's a, there's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball uh, on both offenses. And, you know, we've seen the Ravens get into shootouts last year with, you know, like the dolphins, that game was like 40, <laughs> both teams scored over 40 points. Um, you know, Baltimore just hasn't really been pushed this year. And we know you have to throw on Detroit. You can't run on them. Baltimore doesn't even really have any running backs anymore um, to run. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, Mark Andrews is the cheapest he's like ever been at fifty seven hundred. Like he's he's rarely below six K. Zay Flowers is is the obvious wide receiver one for them. So, you know, if you were to play Lamar, you just pair him with one of those two guys. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, Montgomery's gonna be out. So if Gibbs is playing, you know, it's a clear cut RB one there that you could run it back with, or Amon Ra, you can play him. He avoids, you know, the Marlon Humphrey coverage on the outside. Yeah, I mean, you have to have some sort of interest in that game as well, uh, just from just because of the the talent that's on on both offenses. Yeah, so I mean, this being a ten game slate, like I I want to try to consolidate. So I just wanted to bring them up just because, like, on paper, like, and I feel like if this game was in Detroit, maybe I would have a little bit more interest inside the dome and everything else. Uh, you know, the Coors Field, if you will, of the NFL, but. Uh, I will say, I mean, both these defenses have been really good. Baltimore has allowed the fewest DK points uh, to the quarterback position. And Detroit has been a little bit more middle of the road. They've been okay um, against that. But, you know, they're I think they're like 17th or 18th. But I don't know. It's just, like I said, like with this slate the way that it is, uh, I just, I'm not going to try to get too cute and try, uh, start playing just off-the-wall plays. Part, but, part of that, though, is is who Baltimore has played. Because they played Houston in week one and CJ Stroud's first game as a rookie. Um, week two was Burrow while he was not even remotely healthy. Uh, week three was Indy. I believe that was a Gardner Minshew game. Um, week four was Cleveland. Week five was Pittsburgh. And week six, six was Tennessee. So, I mean, Baltimore really hasn't played an offense like Detroit yet. So, um, I mean, yeah, if you think if you think Baltimore's defense can be had at all, I mean, it's a perfect spot because I don't think anybody's going to play Detroit. No, not at all, especially with Goff being, I mean, $6,400 isn't cheap. So, no, you're, you're probably And, and right. Goff's kind of in the same boat as Stafford, right? Like, yes, they, they will rely on Gibbs. 
um, a ton as the as the RB one. But I mean, I could see golf just throwing more because they don't have Montgomery out there to to carry the ball thirty times. Yeah, and then would you? I mean, what about Josh Dobbs? I mean, with the way that he's, I know the last couple of weeks he's kind of fallen off a little bit. But I mean, he has put up you know a twenty five point game, a twenty three point game. He's, he's actually been running the ball at a decent clip as well. Uh, outside of week five, I mean, he's had over forty yards rushing every single game, except for the you know, week five and then week one because he had forty one, fifty five, forty eight, and forty seven. So that helps the floor. And then like before these last couple of weeks, I mean, he was throwing the ball well. Hollywood Brown is healthy. So, and they, I mean, they're another team that doesn't really have a running game right now with James Conner hurt. Yeah. So he's probably going to have to lean on the, on the pass a little bit more. And he's only $5,300. That's a cheap stack. I think you could probably look to get to as well. Yeah. So I played Minshew last week at 5k for the sake of, I didn't really feel great about any of the quarterbacks on the slate, like having a, you know, an absolute nuclear score where you had to have it. So at that point, you know, the cheaper the quarterback you you can get, the better because then it allows you to fit in, you know, the Cooper Cups and the Tyree Kills of the world on last week's slate. And so this this slate kind of feels the same, right? Where, yeah, I mean, there is Mahomes and, and Herbert that could go out and put up 30 plus. And, um, you know, if they do that, you probably have to have them to win because um, they're going to be probably the only quarterback that does that uh, on this slate. But Let's say they don't do that. Let's say, you know, the, the high price guys, the Mahomes and Herberts get get you 22 or something, which is what Tua did last week. Um, you know, one of these cheap quarterbacks that gets you 18 when the studs are getting you 22, your 18 is way more valuable because now you have Cooper Cup, you have, you know, Devontae Adams, you have, uh, you know, Keenan Allen on your team or Travis Kelsey and everybody else paid up for QB and they paid down at receiver. Well, those cheap receivers aren't doing anything because none of these other pass games are doing anything. So I, yeah, I, I think it's a, when you have these lower scoring slates, it brings these cheaper QBs into play uh, for the sake of there's not really going to be a quarterback that absolutely kills you for not playing them. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can go ahead and jump over to running back. I don't think there's a whole lot left to talk about wide uh, quarterback um, this week. Like I said, I'm going to be having most of my exposure to Mahomes and Herbert, and then I'm going to sprinkle in some of – I do like the call for Stafford. I think Jordan Love, is, you have to have interest in that against Denver, the way Denver's defense has been, had been playing, you know, other than the Thursday night game. But they've been pretty bad up to that point. And then I think I am going to play some <clears> – <throat> uh, some. maybe I might get a little crazy and play some Josh Dobbs, you know. I don't hate it. Oh, and Geno Smith. Definitely going to play Geno. I like. I do like that matchup for him. So let's go ahead and jump over to running back. You have Austin Eckler, who's 8,600. Saquon's 8,100. Then J- Jacobs at 74. Bijan, 73. David Montgomery, who is showing questionable, but uh, he's not playing this week. Uh, we already feel pretty good about that. And then you have Kenneth Walker at 7K. Aaron Jones, 6,800. Jonathan Taylor at 65. James Cook. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Zach, uh, Zach Moss, and Isaiah Pacheco round out the 6K and above guys. I feel like Josh Jacobs is going to be heavy chalk this week, playing Chicago, especially when you're talking about two backup quarterbacks that are going to be playing in this game, where you know you already know Jacobs is already in line for a massive workload. And then I think next to that guy, I think it, Kenneth Walker is also going to be very popular this week at 7K. We kind of talked about that already, but Arizona has struggled to stop the, uh, the run this year as well. 
But I think both of those two running backs are two players that people are going to gravitate towards. Uh, and especially with Kenneth Walker's usage, I mean, he's handling 76% of the snaps, 86% of the rush attempts, and he's also running 54% of the routes. Last week, he did in week six. He's also fourth in red zone touches on the season. And so I just think he's going to be extremely popular. And like I said, Arizona has allowed the fourth most rushing yards, the fifth most rushing touchdowns, and the third most DK points to the position. So this just seems like a smash spot as well for Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and I like, I prefer playing Walker at home and Geno on the road. So uh, I agree. I think this is a good spot uh, for Kenneth Walker at home. Uh, I like the, the Josh Jacobs call as well. If have you seen which quarterback is going to start for the Raiders? Is it O'Connell again? Yeah, I believe that's, yeah, I think that's, that's sounds like that's what it's going to be. Yeah. So if we look at, so O'Connell, we actually have a, a start with O'Connell uh, this year. That was week four against the Chargers. And that was Jacob's biggest game of the year. Uh, he scored 28 fantasy points and he had a whopping 11 targets. He hasn't had more than six uh, in any other game. So, Jacobs got absolutely fed the ball through the air. A lot, a lot of dump offs from O'Connell. So uh, I think his, he, despite him being priced at 7,400, you have to like his uh, role there against Chicago. Um, so yeah, I love Jacobs. I love Walker sliding down. Uh, Aaron Jones, I don't think anybody's going to play him, but we know his upside, uh, assuming he's a full go at 6,800 against Denver. We've seen, you know, multiple running backs crush Denver. Uh, throughout this season, including Brees Hall just two weeks ago, and then Pacheco last week. So uh, Aaron Jones is a, is a sneaky good play. And Pacheco, as I just mentioned, 6,100 against the Chargers. If you're not playing Mahomes, I think you have to have interest in Pacheco because you're getting crazy if you uh, just completely fade the Chiefs and Chargers game with, that, with how many points should be scored in that game. Uh, so I do like Pacheco at 6,100. And then moving down from there, if I think Kareem Hunt's going to play, but if he were to somehow miss, like if his thigh were to act up between now and Sunday and he were to miss, uh, I think Jerome Ford would be an absolute lock at 5,100 against Indy. Um, but I think, I think Hunt's going to play. I think they're going to continue to split touches. Hunt's going to continue to get more involved, but uh, I definitely think that that's a situation to monitor because uh, those guys are in a good spot there against Indy. And then I will say if, if we get Roshan Johnson full clear, um, he's somebody I have interest in. I don't think he's a lock by any means. I think they'll still involve the other guys, and especially with you know them having a backup quarterback starting, that offense should be a, a little more uh, inefficient. Um, but you still have to have interest in, in his pass catching ability. And then um, we already mentioned the Rams situation. I, I'm probably just out on Zach Evans, and I think he's going to get some popularity. I, I I honestly wouldn't be shocked if he's over 20% owned this weekend, and I just think that that's a mistake. But, but yeah, so I think running back's pretty straightforward for me. It's Walker and Jacobs up top. It's Pacheco in the middle. Uh, oh, and Aaron Jones up top as well. Uh, Pacheco in the middle. And then um, possibly one of the Cleveland guys, but I probably won't, probably won't end up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with a lot of the players you said. Like I said, I already talked with the guys at the top. Isaiah Pacheco, 100% agree with on Pacheco. He's in a, a great spot this week when you look at the matchup that that lays in front of him. And he's also started to, like last week, he played 63% of the snaps. But the one encouraging sign was he played he ran 40% of the routes and 16% target share last week. 
Uh, he's also another aspect to his game this year that's changed that we saw from last year. Because last year, if you remember, it was Jarek McKinnon that was handling most of the touches down inside the red zone. That has changed this year. Isaiah Pacheco is ninth among all running backs in red zone touches. He's also been a very good uh, receiver out of the backfield. Fifth in yards per route run and seventh in yards created per touch so far to start the season. And this is a pretty good matchup for them. Uh, the Raiders, or excuse me, the Raiders. The Chargers have allowed the 12th most uh, rushing yards. And they've also allowed the fourth most receiving yards and the 10th most DK points to the position. So this is a good spot for Isaiah Pacheco here to capitalize on. I think if Aaron Jones uh, plays this week, I'm going to have interest. I think it's it's worrisome, though, because he's been dealing with this soft tissue injury, this hamstring injury for most of the season. Uh, and he got in another limited practice today. But if he was able to play at 6,800, I would be interested in that as well because we know Denver is – just absolutely dreadful against the run. They've they're at the top of every statistical category that you don't want to be at the top of in terms of uh, rushing. They've allowed the most rushing yards, touchdowns, receiving yards, receptions, uh, DK points. It doesn't matter. They are at the top of it, uh, and so they are just a terrible matchup. And Aaron Jones at sixty eight uh, is something that I think that you could look at. And then if you're wanting to pay down at, at running back this week, I have some interest in Javante Williams at $5,400. This uh, On the other side of that game, this is a really good matchup. Green Bay has struggled mightily against the run this year. They've allowed actually the fourth most uh, DK points to the position. And he's still the lead back. He's, last week he handled 51% of the opportunities. And I think he looked the best he's looked all year last week. Now he didn't get a, a full workload because of mainly because of game script because of the way they were at, where they were at, but eleven carries for fifty one yards and people talk about him like he's just been I mean he hasn't produced like the the in the box score but he's still twenty fourth in yards created per touch and he's also thirteenth in breakaway run rate and so with this game I don't feel like it's going to get out of hand and I think Javante Williams this could be maybe a spot where he bounces back in a big way so fifty four hundred dollars Javante. I actually played some Ramondre Stevenson last week, kind of in a similar vein, knowing that nobody was going to play him. Everybody was going to be off of him. And he looked pretty good. He did score a touchdown. He didn't quite get there. Um, I mean, he wasn't bad by any means. But, what he, yeah, he scored 18 last week. So, I mean, he was worth it. He bounced back in a pretty good way, and as, as cheap as he was. And so, Javante Williams is kind of like my Ramondre Stevenson this week at $5,400. So, I, I like getting to him as well at a play that nobody's going to play him whatsoever. Uh, this week. And the other one uh, that I want to mention was Brian Robinson. This is an elite matchup. He's only $5,800 in this spot against the Giants if you're not if you're not wanting to play the pass catchers. But $5,800, Brian Robinson is another workhorse back. 70% opportunity share. You're likely not going to find a running back that's this cheap that handles the kind of workload that Brian Robinson does. He's also uh, seventh among all running backs in touchdowns. He's already had five of them on the year. The only the only frustrating thing with him really is his he's not heavily involved in the passing game. Only a six and a half percent target share and a thirty three point two percent route participation. But he has been good and effective as a runner, tenth in yards per route run. Uh, but he has been really good this year, seventh in yards uh, created per touch, eighteenth in breakaway run rate, and the Giants have allowed the third most rushing yards and the seventh most DK points to the position. So fifty eight hundred dollar Brian Brian Robinson is. Uh, is, is somebody that I'm definitely going to be getting to as well. Just a, a really, really solid matchup for him this week. Works for me. 
What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life, and the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime Checking Account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. All right, let's go. Let's just not waste any more time. Let's just go over to jump over to the wide receivers. And right now you have at the very top, you have Cooper Cup, who has come back guns blazing, averaging 26.8 DK points over his two games that he's been back for, but $9,500. And then Steph Diggs is 80, 8,900. Keenan Allen is 86. Devontae Adams is 8,200. Amon St. Brown is 8K. And then the 7K range, you'd have just two options of Puka Nakua and Mike Evans. And then the 6K, you have Godwin, Metcalf, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Jacoby Myers, Amari Cooper, and Tyler Lockett wrapping up the 6K and above. What are you doing at this spot? So you have to have interest in Cooper Cup once again. Uh, Pittsburgh has gotten absolutely obliterated by opposing wide receiver ones uh, to start the year. And we're talking like Nico Collins, 140 yards and two scores. Devontae Adams, like 160 yards and two scores. Um, they've been absolutely abysmal against opposing wide receiver ones. Uh, so Cooper Cup, I think, is going to absolutely obliterate this Pittsburgh defense. And, you know, as we mentioned the Rams really don't have a running back right now. So I wouldn't be shocked if Cooper cup is their goal line running back by the, by virtue of, you know, like one yard passes. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if cup scored multiple touchdowns here this week and, and think he's pretty much a lock to go for a hundred yards. So 9,500 is a lot, but I think he's worth it. Uh, Keenan Allen's in a great spot. 8,600 against a man, heavy coverage, uh, Kansas city chiefs team. Uh, Devonte Adams pretty much came out and said this week that, he literally does not care about winning and losing if he is not involved. He just wants to be involved and doesn't really care what the outcome is. So uh, squeaky wheel narrative for him at 8,200 against Chicago. Uh, and he also got 13 targets in that week four game uh, when O'Connell was the starter. So you can, I honestly wouldn't even be against you playing O'Connell, Jacobs and Adams together on a team. Because O'Connell threw the ball like 30-something times, and 24 of the targets went to Adams and, and Jacobs. So uh, you can pretty much get 75% of O'Connell's passing volume through those two guys. So uh, Vegas is really easy to figure out, uh, and I think O'Connell is just going to pummel those two guys with targets, and that's Adams and Jacobs. So really like Devontae Adams, 8,200. He's probably going to get overlooked. 
uh, with Keenan and Cup sitting right there. Uh, if you're playing Stafford, you have to have interest in Puka. Uh, so I like him. Um, scrolling down the list, Amari Cooper, 6,100, uh, is in a really good spot against Indy. And he's gotten shredded by opposing pass defense, opposing pass offenses all year long. Their def, pass defense is not good. Uh, so Amari Cooper at 6,100, and especially if Deshaun comes back, which I think he got in a limited practice today. So uh, there's optimism that he could play, and that would just be a boost to Amari there. And then this mid-five range, I'm going to live in this mid-five range because there's a handful of guys here um, that can absolutely smash this slate. So we have... Christian Watson at 5,600 against the absolutely abysmal uh, Broncos defense. He has a monster ceiling at 5,600 there. Terry McLaurin against a man-heavy coverage Giants team, which we know McLaurin is is very good against man coverage. He's 5,400. Marquise Brown, we already talked about Hollywood and and Dobbs. Uh, Arizona's in a great spot against Seattle. Hollywood's pretty much a lock at this point for over 10 targets a game. Uh, so I really like him. Uh, Drake London, if he continues to get this volume at 5,100, I think he's too cheap. Uh, nine and 12 targets in his last two games. Uh, 78 and 125 yards. Didn't score last week and scored 24 DK points. So you give him a touchdown, he's at 30. You give him two, he's at 36. So 5,100 is still too cheap for him. Uh, I, I love the the Rishi Rice call at 4,700. I He is the wide receiver that's going to, I think separate himself from the the rest of the the wide receivers in that in that room on that offense uh, in Kansas City. He's he's got the best metrics. You know he's he's been the most explosive. He's I know he's got an issue with drops, but Mahomes continues to target him. Uh, the only thing with him is he just isn't on the field a ton. But he's definitely somebody that's going to continue to see an expanded role as the season goes on. So forty seven hundred for him. I definitely have interest. And then. Uh, 3,800 for Wandale Robinson. Uh, that also seems too cheap. I don't think that's a lock by any means. It, it, like it seems cheap cause it's got a three next to it, but, um, you know, he still needs to, you know, at least catch a touchdown or go for a hundred yards to really like bear you for not playing him. Um, which is definitely possible. He had a hundred yard game last year. Uh, and, and both Jones and Tyrod have shown willingness to just target him over and over. So, that that game is interesting. So if you like that game, uh, Wandale at thirty eight hundred is definitely a piece I would get exposure to. So I think so. First off, when we talk about some of these different options this week, I think we have to start with the two games that I think people are going to be the, the or the game that everybody's going to want to play, and that's the Chiefs game. So a couple of things here: the Chiefs uh, play man defense, which ranks among the top ten. Best in defensive success rate, explosive play, uh, plays allowed, and yards allowed per coverage snap so far. We know that Keenan Allen absolutely is elite against man coverage. I mean, we saw it last week. The Cowboys were a heavy man team as well, and he was uh, put up a monster game. Allen also ranks – Keenan Allen is also uh, tied for fifth among all wide receivers in uh, fantasy points per route run uh, this season. And But I want where I mentioned Josh Palmer – I think I think it's a pretty easy no for me because he has really struggled against man this year. His PFF grade against man covers is sixty two point six, which is sixty third, and his point three eight fantasy points per route run against man ranks fortieth among all wide receivers. 
So he is not somebody that I'm going to want to get to this week. I think it's Keaton Allen is pretty easily for me. And then, you know, he talks about Seattle and I just, why this is such a great spot. Uh, Arizona has been really bad. Uh, They are a really heavy zone coverage team and they are second worst in the league in team coverage. They've also first for outrun is also very high as well. Um, So this is a great matchup. DK Metcalf absolutely torches zone coverage uh, this season. And he's the 16th best graded wide receiver against zone coverage this year. And he is 0.48 fantasy points per outrun is top 20 against zone coverage as well. So I do like him. Uh, the other one I want to mention uh, on the other side of that other game is against the Chiefs, where uh, the, the Chargers also are a very zone-heavy team. And they have been terrible in zone coverage this year. And Rishi Rice uh, is the guy that you're going to want to go to. He continues to be uh, the best wide receiver, the most explosive wide receiver his 0.80 fantasy points per route run, which is, is, is tied for uh, the highest in the league uh, so far this year. So far, if you look at the Chargers, they have a lot of ex- on explosive play on 19.8% of its of its snaps this year, which is the highest rate in the league. Uh, so I do think that uh, Rishi Rice is 100% in play. And then Denver is the other one we talked about. They have, they have the, allowed the second most uh, uh, explosive plays as well this year on defense. And that's where it leads me to Christian Watson, who I yep. think is a, an elite play. Uh, we know he's their deep guy. Uh, I think he has yet to really be a, a force within this offense, but coming off their bye week, another week to kind of rest up. He kind of get knocked off a little bit of the rust, but he is uh, he has a 3.03 yards per route run versus zone this year in the two games he, uh, he's played, which is the highest in the league. And we know that Denver plays uh, one of the highest rates uh, in zone defense as well. So I think Christian Watson is also very, very much in play. And then uh, Chris Godwin, we know we target Atlanta in the the slot. That is where you want to uh, go after them. You do not attack them on the outside. And so Chris Godwin at $6,900, kind of a one-off play. I think if you want to go there as well, I think he makes a lot of sense. So for me, you know, outside of playing some of these top guys, I'm going to have a lot of Rishi Rice. I'm going to play a lot of Christian Watson uh, this week. And I, I even think someone like Tyler Lockett is also in play as well. Uh, leads the team in targets this year uh, and target share. So I think he is also somebody you could take a look at as, as another option this week. So those, those are going to be the kind of guys that I would definitely be looking at. I wouldn't mind playing Kendrick Bourne, but now a lot of these guys come back. It's weird. I don't know why in the two games that they've actually featured him that – that he's actually went off and played well. And then it seems like when Juju Smith-Schuster comes back, some of these other guys, that he completely gets phased back out of the offense. I really don't get it and what they're doing over there. So I, But if, if Juju Smith-Schuster is back, I wouldn't really have much interest there. You know, I would love to say Quentin Johnson's name, $3,800, but they, just have, they have not utilized him at all. Like they, they, no. He just hasn't been featured. He seems no targets. His, his, his target per out run rate is dropping. Uh, significantly, you think I, I felt like after Mike Williams went down, that that was when, especially coming off their bye, that they would be looking to get him involved. But they just haven't. So I, I think if you're if you're if you do want to look at somebody as an option down here in the three K range, which could be kind of interesting, is actually Mikael Hardman, who got traded to the Chiefs this week. Now, normally I would never be interested in playing a wide receiver who just got traded to another team, but he is very familiar. With this offense, right? Uh, like he uh, he just came from this team. He knows the playbook. He knows everything there is to know. So he's not going to have to get up to speed. Uh, it's not like he's been out with an injury or something like that. And so like he should be ready to go. And they need somebody like him. 
that is what this offense has been missing. As crazy as it sounds to say that they're missing McCole Hardman, but he is he is the guy that they use on a lot of this gadget type stuff, the the uh, jet sweeps and all this type of things that the Andy Reid loves to do. Uh, he's also going to be the guy who's going to fill in for Justin Watson as that deep threat because nobody has McCole Hardman's speed. Like the dude has uh, unreal speed. Like he is close to a four two guy. He's four three. They don't really have that from anybody else. And so I do expect McCole Hardman is going to be utilized in this offense. And if, if you remember last year, um, that early in the season before he got hurt, he was having a solid season last year before he got hurt last year and kind of missed the second half of the year before making it back for the playoffs. But $3,200, again, another way to get access to this game, who's going to carry zero ownership as, as somebody I think you can take a look at as well. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely recommended worse $3,200 players. So, you know, you just... And, and they always come through. So just don't be surprised when McCall Hardman just has like 15 fantasy points, 15 DK points at $3,200, you know, and, and, and it'll play. Um, oh, there was one more that I did want to talk about. Um, Josh Reynolds. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Josh Reynolds, bro. How do you not bring up Josh Reynolds? Uh, that, that's your dude. Like you, you've, you've been tied to the Josh Reynolds bandwagon. But uh, Josh Reynolds is the, uh, so the Ravens run uh, top five in man coverage this year and josh josh reynolds is your man uh beater uh this year he's had significant success against man coverage this season earning a 87.5 percent receiving grade which is ninth highest among all wide receivers this year against man coverage and he's also top 15 in fantasy points per route run against man coverage this year so josh reynolds if you're wanting some access to this game as a cheaper wide receiver he's only forty three hundred dollars i would also have a lot of interest in josh reynolds as well yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. I'll, I'll never. I'll never. Never tell you no on Josh Reynolds. I. I think he's. He's better than people give him credit for. I mean, you've. You've been. You've been on. You've been on it. You've been riding the I Josh have. Reynolds bandwagon all year. I have. And you just jumped off at the wrong time, I guess. But I guess <laughs> <laughs> he got. He got me what two touchdowns that one week. Yeah. And then he picked up a groin injury from all yeah. the probably from all the pipe he was laying after that two touchdown game. I mean, might have been. I mean, hey, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to the man. So. Uh, anyways, all right. Uh, do you have any other wide receivers you want to hit on? No, I think I think we covered it. All right, let's jump over to tight end, and uh, you have Travis Kelsey, and then a significant drop off to the next in Mark Andrews, who is fifty seven hundred dollars, and then Sam Laporta at fifty three, Darren Waller's five k, and then Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Kyle Pitts are four k. Uh, Patty Fry looks like he should be back this week. Is thirty nine, and you have Gerald Everett at thirty eight. And then you have the rest, the kind of the cast characters. Uh, Luke Busgraves, thirty three hundred dollars, who I is in it for a really good spot. And then you have Michael Mayer, who I guess we could talk about in a minute, but he's twenty seven hundred dollars. Um, but what do you want to do at tight end? Yeah, it's I'm going to do everything I can to fit Kelsey, which is is tough because I want to play Cooper Cup as well. Like those are like two of my priority guys that I, I want to start with this week, but. Um, Kelsey's gone over 100 yards in three of his last four meetings with the Chargers. Uh, and in the last game he played against them, he went for like 117 and three scores. So uh, the 40-point game is not out of the question for Kelsey. And if you get that from your tight end, there's not a single other tight end on the slate that can even come close to that. So you will have to have Kelsey if he goes for anything close to that. Um, so that's the reason I like Kelsey here is we fi- he finally looks you know like he's – back to normal Kelsey. Like, I guess he's shaking that knee injury that he had. Cause he didn't really look, I mean, he looked, he looked solid the the first couple of weeks back, but last week was the, like the first week where he actually looked like he was unguardable. 
uh, and back to back to his normal ways. So, um, yeah, I really like Kelsey this week. I'm going to do everything I can to fit him in, even though he's 8K. Uh, and, you know, it's not really analysis to say play Travis Kelsey, but at the same time, it kind of is because you have to pick and choose which slates you pay up for tight end and which ones you want to pay down. I think this is a pay up slate for Kelsey um, just because, I mean, there are a couple guys that are in solid spots, but I mean, their usage and, and outlook is just so hit or miss, right? Like, so you mentioned Musgrave. He's definitely somebody I have interest in. I, I mentioned I love Jordan Love this week. Um, so, you know, on a Love team, I absolutely would play, you know, consider playing Musgrave, but I also love Christian Watson. And, you know, if if Watson goes for, you know, 100, 150 yards and two scores and Musgrave catches two passes for 30 yards and doesn't get in the end zone, you know, I mean, he was cheap and, and Love and Watson got there, but now my tight end didn't get there. So, there's definitely ways that, you know, love can have success and, and the tight end doesn't go with him. But at the same time, I always have interest in playing the tight end with with the QB that I'm playing um, because tight ends are a big, big source of touchdowns. So um, I do have interest in Musgrave at 3,300. I think it's too cheap for the matchup. Uh, Gerald Everett, a little bit more expensive, 3,800. I have interest in, in him against Kansas City. Uh, you know, if you're not going to be able to target outside wide receivers, like if you're not going to heavily involve Josh Palmer, you're not going to involve Quentin Johnson. Uh, and it's mainly going to be, you know, inside passes and runs to the tight end and Keenan Allen and, and Austin Eckler. Uh, Gerald Everett is a, a really good athlete. So uh, I definitely have interest in him. They, they do utilize uh, Donald Parham more than I would like. So that's why, you know, I think he's priced appropriately at 3,800. But Everett definitely does have a some sort of ceiling. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if he caught – you know, five passes for 60 yards and a score to get you to 17 DK points. So um, I like Everett. And then with Mayer, I'm probably out on him with O'Connell starting. If if Jimmy G was in or, you know, even Hoyer, probably Hoyer would probably be the best case scenario for, for Mayer, I would think. Um, I think O'Connell is going to absolutely pepper Devontae Adams with targets, uh, with Adams coming out and, and having his disgruntled, you know, conversations this earlier this week and then uh we already mentioned josh jacobs got 11 targets from o'connell uh in week four when they played the chargers so i think o'connell's just going to pepper jacobs and and adams and i think it's going to be little left over for you know like jacoby myers and uh mayor and all these other guys so 2700 is definitely cheap for for his new role that he has in this offense and he's a, he's actually a really good pass catcher um and so I am excited for mayor for the rest of the year. I just don't think with O'Connell in this week um, that I'm going to be on that, but I, you definitely can make worse plays than that. I I think he's fine. I just don't think he has a ceiling here. Yeah. I mean, so like with, o I mean, I think O'Connell, I mean, at least, I mean, I know it's just one game. Like he wasn't terrible in the one game that he played 24, 39, 240 passing yards in that game. I mean, well, wasn't he? He was like preseason's PFF's like number one graded QB too in the preseason. Yeah, like he shined in the preseason. Not though there was yeah. a lot of buzz surrounding him. I, kind of I think O'Connell's fine. I just think the volume's going to go to Jacobs and Adams is what is what I think. It very well could, yeah. But I mean, Mayor, uh, I mean, at twenty seven hundred dollars though, he doesn't really have to do a ton to be able to get there, right? But I think you're. I mean, I don't. I don't think you have to. And I will. I mean, I very well could see him get steamed up in a matchup against Chicago coming off his biggest game of the season. Uh, I definitely could see him getting steamed up and getting a lot of ownership. Yeah. 
I think Musgrave's going to be the chalky tight end, personally. Could be too. So, I mean, if you look at him last week, he ran 67% of the routes, which is uh, 27 and a 21% target share last week. But that was also with Brian Hoyer I, not, um, at quarterback, too. So, uh, this week, uh, so I, I definitely think we should, you know, keep that in mind. It was also with a different quarterback. It's not Brian Hoyer who's obviously going to be playing this week. So, uh, that is definitely something uh, to monitor away. But, you know, the rest of the tight ends, like I said, like I think Musgrave, he is in a great spot this week. Uh, the Denver Broncos, not shockingly, have given up the most DK points to the position. Um, I also think Patty Fry is kind of interesting because uh, the Rams have really struggled this year against the um, uh, I guess tight end so far this year, but he's only $3,900. He got in a limited practice today. Uh, so I do think Pat, Patty Fry some, uh, is somebody you could look at it too at $3,900. And then Mark Andrews, Detroit, if, they're, if one of their weaknesses that they do have would be against tight end so far. Uh, they have allowed uh, the, at the fifth highest rate in the league uh, uh, fantasy points to the position uh, has Detroit. So, and Mark Andrews being so cheap. So this could be a spot where you could look at it as like a, um, a mini stack, right? Maybe go Josh Reynolds and Mark Andrews at tight end, I, I think is uh, kind of a smart way to go here. Get some access to that game. But um, both of those guys that we've already talked about are in really good spots. So uh, I definitely think uh, he is somebody that I, that I like as well. Mark Andrews at $5,700. It's because, Kelsey at 8K, like he has to go nuclear. If he doesn't, uh, he's going to sink you because he's you're paying top of the, you know wide receiver one, top five uh, wide wide receiver prices for him. So you have to have him go off in this spot here uh, to be able to make that work. And so um, you know, I don't mind getting a little contrarian. Maybe you go a Herbert and uh, you know if you go like a Herberts and uh, Keenan Allen. Maybe Gerald Everett, and then if you want to run it back with like Isaiah Pacheco or Rishi Rice, I think uh, that is going to be contrarian. Where uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of matchups like that, and you still get access to that game. So I do like something like that. Yeah, and I think Kelsey's ownership is going to be tamed a little bit because he is priced up so high. Um, you know, he's priced as as a top tier wide receiver one, which is, I mean, pretty much what he is in that offense. So uh, he just he gets that production at a, at a position that nobody else can match. So yeah, it, I, if Kelsey smashes, you have to have him. And if he doesn't smash, you better have not played him. It's you have to get Kelsey right this week, whether, whether it's you play him or you don't, he smashes or he doesn't, you have, you have to get him right because he buries you if, if he crushes and you don't have him. Because there, there's not a single other tight end that can match him. Not oh, no. One. Well, I mean, I think Mark Andrews can, but but yeah. Theoretically. We haven't seen it this year, but... Oh, no. Um, and then, I actually, if... If Geno Smith... Or not Geno Smith. Um, if uh, Daniel Jones sits this week, and it is Tyrod Taylor, I do think Darren Waller becomes... Because, I mean, it's... I mean, Jesus, like Daniel Jones has just not looked very good this year. He's dealing with this injury. It sounds like a pretty significant one, too. I know he's been limited this week, but if Tyrod Taylor, who actually looked functional as quarterback within this offense, like it, because he has started to see an uptick in targets. Uh, Darren Waller has seven last week, 11 the week before that. But, you know, he hasn't found the end zone yet. And I will say that Washington has been really bad against tight end so far this year as well. And so, you know, Darren Waller could also be in play as an option here at 5K. But 
for the most part, like I've said, like I think I'm going to stick to my ownership. I, like I said, I really like Patty Fry, Luke Musgrave. I think you have to have some ownership. And something I've really tried to do this year and not uh, – if, if the matchup is there and it's not just some off-the-wall reason why um, ownership is so high on somebody or, or if a guy's a little bit higher and, um, and ch- a little bit chalky, I'm, I'm going to lean into it. Like I've, I've gotten – you know, over the years, it's always like, oh, I'm going to fade all the chalk. I'm not going to play it. You know, I'm going to try to avoid it, uh, yep. and then you just get crushed by it. By it, you know, more fields, the field's too sharp these days. You, you you have to play some chalk. I mean, I mean, honestly, even all the chalk. Like, there's very rarely these days a th- like a three percent or two percent owned guy that just goes absolutely nuclear. Um, you know, most people are sharp enough now that they realize, you know, that there's a the range of outcomes that you know the good plays have and the good plays end up getting, you know, some sort of ownership, whether it's, you know, eight to 10%, which is usually what we would consider, I guess, lower owned for, for good plays now nowadays, but very rarely, I mean, I guess Jalen Waddle comes to mind over the last two weeks. He's somebody that's been, you know, like 3% owned that could really nuke a slate. But I mean, I mean, he's scored touchdowns, but he hasn't crushed. But I mean, outside of that, I, nothing really comes to mind. That's like, you know, I get excited about having like 1% owned, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Especially, I think it also really depends on what you're playing because if you're playing like, you know, 150 max, cut, you know, large entry, uh, you know, field tournaments, then yeah, sure. I, I you know, you want to go off the board, but if you're playing single entry or three entry max stuff, like you don't have to get that cute, a couple yeah. of contrarian plays and you're there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You can lean into, you know, the chalk uh, a lot more on something like that. And just try to find an edge, you know, here and there in a different position that's going to be low owed. And then I think you're much better off than trying to just go completely against the grain on something. So, um, yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump over to defense. And, I, you know, actually, you know, not that I get super excited about defense, but this might be the best week for defense this week because all these – because I, I think there's a lot of ways that you can go here with cheap defense. I mean, you're seeing – I mean, you have the Chargers at $2,200. You have the Chiefs at $2,400. The Ravens are $2,500. Even the Broncos, I mean, Jordan Love has struggled the time this year with turning the ball over at $2,600. The Lions are only $2,700. I mean, you also have this, you know, both backups. So Chicago, if you wanted to do that, at $2,900. Like, there's a lot of spots here to play this week. Yeah, and then even the Giants against uh, Sam Howell, who's going to shatter the record for sacks taken in a season. I mean, he is he is just on an absolutely incredible pace for taking sacks. So I, I don't even hate the Giants who blitz a ton uh, against Sam Howell. I mean, I to me, I, I think you just kind of uh, pick your poison. I mean, the Chiefs defense has been elite this year. So $2,400, like if you think that this game could, uh, you know, be a little bit more low scoring, you know, $2,400 Chiefs isn't crazy, especially at home. They're uh, the I first think- defense I put in my build. And then when I get to the end, if I've got more salary, I just go up from them. They're, I think they're the cheapest defense that I want to play. I would play them. Over before I played the Chargers. Yeah, and I mean, it's, so with the Chiefs too, like, yes, remember, like, they're able to get pressure on the quarterback, obviously with Chris Jones, but they have brought in, uh, I mean, Charles Minihues now is, will be back this week, who is one of their prize, you know, free agent signings on defense. Now, he was suspended for the first six games. So they haven't even had him yet, but he'll be back this week. He's now back. The, the suspension is over. Um, he was uh, somebody that was with San Francisco last year. He was, he was one of their, I think he was top three on their team last year in pressure rate. So I mean, he'll be back with this defense. And then Frank Clark is actually in town right now uh, for a physical, so they could be bringing him back. But uh, So this team can definitely get pressure on the quarterback. So 
you know, a, you know, fumble pick six, something like that could definitely need a range of outcomes at $2,400. You know, it's, it's hard to get away from that. So I do like that call. And like I said, like, if you want to go up a little bit further, you know, I think the bears or even the giants, like you mentioned is, are both uh, really, really good plays as well. So I, there's a ton of plays down here um, that you can play. I'm not have any interest whatsoever uh, at, at the, at the top range. So that's where I'd be looking at. So, all right, let's go ahead and just uh, make a lineup here, uh, see if we can do another under-hour uh, show here today. Um, a lot of it's just been because how bad these slates have been. There's not a lot of ways to get a little crazy. And then there are six teams on by this week. Now, next week, we'll be back to the full because no teams are on by next week. So that should help out a little bit, uh, a little bit more to go through next week. So anyways, where do you want to start at? Um, let's go Jordan Love. Go ahead and pair him with your boy. Christian Watson? Yep. All right. I'm going to plug in Musgrave then. All right. Um, let's do let's do Kenneth Walker. I like that. I do want to get access to this game, so I'm going to go with Pacheco. Okay. 61. So he's $5,500 remaining with defense, flex, wide receiver, and wide receiver. Do you want to lock in the Chiefs, especially with that? Uh... Yeah, let's put Chiefs in, and then uh, Hollywood Brown is a uh, Kenneth Walker. Mini stack. And we actually got a lot of salary left. We could even do a uh like Keenan Allen mini stack or cup. Could do cup. Yeah, I mean if you go Keenan Allen, there's still fifty nine hundred dollars remaining. And if we did cup, it would leave five K. So either one of those would be in play. I mean if we do if we do Keenan Allen, I like uh I like McLaurin at fifty four hundred, it would leave us five hundred or we could up our defense if we wanted to. Or we could also play Zay Flowers if you prefer, instead of McLaurin. But those are really the two. And then the other side would be if you want to play Cup, we could just double double dip the Chiefs with no Chargers and play Rasheed Rice with Cup instead of Allen and McLaurin. I kind of like the Allen McLaurin side though. How would you feel about this? Let me ask you. Let me let me just run this by you. Um, what would you feel about if we? If we if instead of playing Hollywood, you played Michael Wilson, and so let me explain why I ask. So the the Seattle runs zone coverage, the second highest rate in the league, almost ninety percent of the time, and Michael Wilson has been their best receiver against zone coverage. Actually, three hundred and seventeen of his receiving yards have come against zone, and he's also second in the team in target share against zone coverage, and he's also top fifteen in fantasy points per route run against zone coverage this year. He's only $3,800. I know I didn't bring him up, but if you're wanting to do that, so if we did that instead of Hollywood, and uh, I, I do want to preface it because I don't want to act like, because I mean, Hollywood hasn't been bad. He has 212 receiving yards against zone coverage this year um, so far and a 22% target share against zone coverage. But So I did want to mention him, but if you did that, what, the reason I asked is if, and then – it would leave us 8K per position. Yeah, I mean, we definitely can do that. And then we could go, if you, like, if you want yeah, to go Keenan Allen or Yeah, you just play Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I really like this team. Works for me. There's other weeks where I've been like, I'm not real high on it. <laughs> you know, but this like week. Like last week. Yeah, like, so it's Jordan Love, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Pacheco, Christian Watson, Keenan Allen, uh, Michael Wilson, Luke Musgrave, Josh Jacobs, and... Chiefs defense. Uh, smart move here would actually be because I think the Chicago game is at noon. So 
I would move J- Jacobs up to the running back and then just move Pacheco or really Pacheco, Kenneth yeah. Walker down to the flex. Both of those games are at three o'clock. So just move one of those down. Then if you really wanted to, if you know, if you had to make, if you wanted to late swap or anything like that, there's different things you could do, especially with the amount of money left on the table uh, or the amount of money that's uh, freed up there with doing that. Uh, we could do that as well. So, but I did want to mention that uh, just so people know if you're playing this lineup and I think last week's lineup cashed again. Uh, I'm not hundred percent. I can't remember off the top of it, but I think it did. Uh, I know the week before it scored 200 points. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love this lineup. So, uh, yes, uh, we're going to be entering this one again this week. So that'll do it. Uh, that's the lineup for this week. I do definitely think there's going to be some spots that I definitely want to pick and choose from, but I, I'm definitely not going to be getting away and just trying to be super contrarian. Like, I'm just not going to play the Chiefs and Chargers game. Um, won't be doing that. I just want to try to find different ways of getting there. Maybe instead of a full on game stack just picking off pieces from this team or some of my favorite pieces from this team. So that being said, less than, less than an hour. That's what I love to see. You know, maybe eventually if D bro, if D bro, you're listening to this, uh, maybe eventually you'll come on the show and join us, whatever. I don't know. I guess you're too good for us now. We're a fantasy pros that you can't even, we are now seven weeks into the season. You haven't even showed up yet. Not once. So, you know, if you haven't just slide into his DMS, let's let D bro know like, Hey, quit running, quit running from us, quit ducking there. D bro. All right. Come get this smoke. All right. So, anyways, hope everybody has a good week. Let's win some money this weekend on this this glorious 10-game slate. Hopefully next week is better, uh, just in terms of matchups and everything else. And, you know, obviously we're gonna have more options to choose from because there is no teams on by next week. So that being said, hope everybody has a good weekend. And we'll see you again next Thursday for week eight. You can tell me what we'll see do. you soon. Have a good weekend. Let's put some money. Bye. You know who you're talking to? Big man, <laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man.